welcome to desi return diaries embracing home again the podcast that shares personal journeys and expert insights on returning to india i'm your host avinash pedi here to guide and inspire you on your desi return journey hello everyone hope you are enjoying your summer today i'm really excited to introduce our guest sham sham has been in us for close to 17 years before moving back to india he also brings a different value uh from his career transition which i'm really excited to dive into uh with that uh welcome sham to the show hey avinash thank you for having me it's a pleasure I'm happy to share my experiences of uh, returning back to india uh it's been 3 years now yeah looking right. forward for this call yeah yeah so uh sham uh can you tell us uh your background uh what uh, got you to move to us and uh the some of the decision factors uh that influenced moving back to india sure sure moving to us is not like a any anything special it's just like a go with the flow kind of a thing so i was doing my finish my engineering and then you know the back in the time i think during our days it was a natural transition to find a, a you know a, a masters program and join and then you know take it from there so that's how i moved to chicago first uh the university uh the uh, you know institute of technology so that was in 2003 um and then uh and then i've been in chicago for during the masters program and then moved around a little bit actually quite a bit for work and then you know finally after 17 years as you mentioned 16 to 17 years you know i just uh, returned to india um yeah that moving in is not not so dramatic but moving out definitely you know a lot of planning uh a lot of nervousness a lot of anxiousness to see you know if this is the right decision especially when you have a 2 year old daughter thinking about all the things that us provides from you know uh infrastructure uh, or 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 the you know general you know the the cleanliness of the place and and then a lot of those aspects right the standard of certain education and and then the, the services all of that actually is obviously i would say uh india is way behind in these aspects so that was a very difficult decision and a very thoughtful decision to make whether you know are you doing a disservice to your kid by moving to india where you're moving from a quite a bit developed nation to almost like not very very still developing and in a lot of places very underdeveloped nation yeah okay cool uh so maybe you can talk through the decision factors or and also like when did you start thinking about uh moving back to india and the factors that influenced yeah. the the decision yeah the fact there are multiple factors uh I mean, as you can imagine well, both from my standpoint and and my wife's standpoint right different different kinds of factors were in the play uh i think some of them were you know uh family uh big reason was family right you know grandparents live here so we wanted to be close to them as they are aging um uh, because we realized that there is a time that we can that we can spend with them uh after that you know the health of them will start to drastically 
you know, go go bad. And and there were already there were kind of certain issues that we want to be uh, there close to them during that phase. So that was one big decision. Second one was also with, the, with that timeline comes the aspect of how Nia can actually you know be close to as my daughter how she can be close to the their grand her grandparents right having that relationship that bond is something that my wife and I both had with our grandparents we felt like you know that would be great for Nia to have there given we didn't have a lot of uh, uh, relatives living close by we had all all across the US but now nobody close by right. So it felt like that kind of uh, relationship will definitely help her gain some some you know uh, family bonds over time and you know keep her grounded in certain aspects, right? That was one big reason, family. Second reason uh, I would say was I think an increasing sense of unease uh, as we are growing up uh, in in US. Given you know it's. Irrespective of how long you've been living there, we even moved there like really early stages of our life. It was just mostly after a certain maturity, right? Um, finishing our bachelor's here, so that's a pretty big life that we have lived in India. So moving to US after that doesn't make you feel like you know even for how long it's not like you feel like it's your country, right? At, at every point, I mean, you're responsible for a lot of things. You feel very good about them like you know uh, be living in US and and ensuring the cleanliness and and being responsible you know the resident of that country but at the same time you know the sense of belonging will will uh, will soon feel like you, you no matter what you do you, you you there's that thing that I felt and my wife felt like it's never going to be satisfactory for us to the fullest excellence there are the festivals the country doesn't celebrate the festivals that we celebrate in India as a whole country right so we tend to celebrate most of the festivals, which are like the Christmas, Thanksgiving, which are like great. But again, when it comes to you celebrating your own festivals, it's not the country that is moving forward to celebrating that festival. So it feels very odd when you celebrate them. And then it's also a, a third factor is a very mechanical life has started to creep in, right? You know, work, you know, uh, then, you know, big, big set to a very stringent routine like the weekend routine and then again looking forward for the week and again looking back for the weekend and then the weekend it's a pressure like who is around, who is not around to meet and go somewhere, watch a movie. So this has become such a big routine. I felt like there was no nothing constructive in life that we were doing. I felt like, you know, coming back to India may be a change that, you know, we get more involved with the society in that aspect as well where you feel more connected to the, you know, connected given you've grown up here for a, and lived here for a long time initial stages of your life. So that was another reason, the sense of belonging and that con continuous mechanical uh, life that we had. We wanted to get out of that. And the fourth one I would say is my, me just imagining myself what would it, life would be when I'm 60 there, right? With with nobody around, like uh, no friends or family. It's a very different kind of lifestyle anyways. You think about it, the family is far away, friends are too far away, and everybody can... You can't rely on somebody to be there forever in in US, right? And and then especially with the with the kind of amount of population you have, with your friends and stuff, they might move on to something else, right? So it's I felt like there might be a time when you hit sixty that you're probably all alone, you know, uh, so this staring into the <laughs> into the into, into you know living in this big house. I can imagine that happening, like going to Florida or somewhere. And then I felt like that's not what I want to do. There are other things that I could probably doing life like if I go to India maybe the, the having parents around having a lot of 
friends having problems that mean something to you because you grew up in them and trying to solve those problems would give you more satisfaction. And, you know, I also am a big fan of cricket in general. So that also was a thing. Like, you know, I would be connected to sport that actually is meaningful to me and I could do something in that. sport. So those kinds of things were all playing in my mind. So like for a multitude of these reasons, I felt like it's a probably a good call to just go and see, live for my goal was when I came back. It was like, I didn't want to have a return. We didn't want to have a return plan. So we did not continue on the green card process, which was all, almost like a year away maybe to close. Uh, we said like, forget it, you know, it's okay. It's always going to be something or the other. And like one year, they say the date will go back again, two more years. So it's going to happen like this. So we decided not to. But where it came at, right after we left, it, it was there. Like six months later, we got our green card. But we didn't because we were out of the system, right? So we said we don't want to have a return return yeah. process or return, return way. So we want to give it a, a true, uh, you know, uh, uh, a truth, uh, give it a good amount of time, India, to make our decision. So that was the goal. So we are looking at, you know, let's spend the next 10 years until Nia goes to, you know, whatever college and see how this goes and if it's still meaningful after that. And then until then, at least we feel like, you know, we're going to be here. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Sham, for uh, sharing uh, the multitude factors that, uh, you know, influence the decision and uh, especially uh, you know people always think like okay I'm so close to getting green card so there is some assurance so that you know let me take that step before uh, making that decision so sounds like I think uh, uh, you're so determined that uh, you wanted to give it up even though it's so close by and uh, you want to give your 100% shot of uh, returning back to India and some of the things yeah. that you have mentioned especially the mechanical life and uh, you know looking maybe 15 to 20 years ahead, how the life in US could be and uh, trying to make a decision now so that you can change the trajectory of how your life is going to be, right? I think that's important. Yeah. So uh, instead of leading the life the way it's going to happen versus you making a decision, okay, I'm going to change the path of my life in a certain way. Uh, maybe because you might not have the same flexibility to do that in 10 years uh, when your daughter yeah. is old enough or whatever it could be. Uh, but yeah, thanks for sharing those. Um, so maybe you can talk a little bit about the timeline and maybe some of the planning that went in the, uh, into this, uh, uh, you know, moving back to India, right? I mean, uh, uh, so when did you start thinking about it and uh, how long you planned for it and maybe anything that you can cover on the logistics to our audience? Sure, sure, definitely. It didn't, uh, it's not a, it's not something that it happened overnight for sure, right? It has, it is, it has, it took some meticulous planning on our side. Um, I would say maybe three to five years as a whole, like these conversations have happening between me and my wife, right? Immediately, I was a not going back kind of a person. When I went to US, I really loved it. I loved the freedom and I loved everything about it, right? Initial years, uh, until the life really started to become mechanical. Until then, I was like, no, uh, enjoying the whole you know, honeymoon stage of US. So I was never thinking that I would ever go back because I've seen a lot uh, here with respect to the aspects of family or whatnot. I always wanted to you know, be myself and, and be free wherever. Uh, and that was, US gave me that. So I, I would be, you know, uh, I, would, I would actually attribute a lot of current situation in my uh, personality or or uh, finance 
uh, financial positioning, everything to US. So that is something that I would never, you know, uh, uh, regret for. So that so US was like the place that I never wanted to leave. And then you know, uh, then we had a long lot of conversations, you know, about how life has started to become more mechanical. Even the work has changed in US, where you know initially there was like this American dream and there is nine to five work life balance and all of that stuff. Right. Then suddenly you you started noticing that work life balance started to take a hit. Right. Everybody has been working crazy hours, even in US, especially in IT side of things have been really changing a lot. Then obviously all these other things started to creep in. So around I feel like we moved back in twenty nineteen. So working backwards around I feel like I would say 2014 that we started to have initial conversations, right? You know, uh, initially around 2012, 11, I would still be like, no, 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 I'm not going back. Uh, that was uh, at least 10 years into being living in US. And I was still of the opinion that I don't want to go back, right? And then after that, I was traveling a lot and all of that stuff was happening. And then Shilpa was like, no, if was my wife, he's, she was more like, you know, maybe you should start thinking about moving back because there is, you know, family and all of that stuff. Initially, I was still saying no, no, no. <laughs> but later on, you know, I got a sense. I've seen other people. I've seen older Indians living there and all of that. And I felt like maybe I, I want to give it a shot in India to see how it goes. And then from there, I think we talked about a few things, right? Planning-wise, we were start, We came back to India a couple of times uh, in between just to understand how things are. We looked at different places to buy houses and all of that because I felt like Few things that if you're moving back is especially with a kid, uh, which happened in 2017, um, uh, right? So we were we were all we were knew that kid is going to be on the way at some point. So especially with the kid, it's important factors would be like you know your schooling system. You know how what schools do you have? So that research needed to be done. Second is how can you place yourself in a position financial position which is going to be you know uh, which is not like you go there and you works so hard again that you really don't get the benefits of moving back to India. So that kind of a financial, uh, you know, positioning was important. Like, what does that mean? Right? How many, how much investments do you need to have? What kind of, you know, wealth you need to build up to make that happen, right? So that was one aspect uh, again. And in general, you know, uh, outside that, we were just talking about job opportunities, right? You know, if you move to India, uh, your job opportunities not, are not going to be as many as you would typically get in IT when we are staying in US, right? The kind of job opportunities also matter, right? You might get a lot of jobs, may not be financially viable, may not be culturally, you know, a good fit for you because you've worked all your life in US. So a lot of those factors will also need to be considered. So like these three things were big factors, like, you know, my daughter's uh, or the kids' um, uh, adjustment to schooling and the kind of schooling she can get. And then the uh, the financial health of your family and what you can be, and uh, and mostly the employment side of things, right? These three factors were a big set of things. So we started coming back and checked out a few areas when it comes to wealth side of things, like you know having a house. We felt like would be good a paid off house, like so we go and we don't have to worry about you know uh, now we have to now buy a house and all of that stuff. So we started basic, like we need one we need one house where we can go in and say that is there. You know, which is no lien, you know, loan on it and all of that. That was very important. You go in, it's there, right? You don't have to worry about your job for having living in a house, right? That was one aspect. Then we talked about how, what kind of school, right? We researched a couple of schools. They felt like a really good, especially in Hyderabad, compared to a lot of other schools because of 
its uh, history over a lot of years and and other friends who have sent their kids there. So a lot of bad research has happened. And we were we zeroed in music on one school actually, but came here, found a couple of more schools which were decent, right? Uh, and then we talked about how we should have enough savings so that the, the, the what, no matter what, because of the job market and all of that stuff, we were always confident that we have jobs because so much of experience we've had, there was no way that we were not going to have jobs. You are valuable in a lot of places. It's a matter of, you know, making sure that you are covering your base for situations which you are not for, no forcing. So making sure that the, that saving plan is set for the, for the entire education of your kids, for your family, uh, you know, for a, for a certain you know, timeline. So that kind of stuff had to be done. So we made sure we invested in a house like three years, so four years before, three years before we moved in, we moved back to India, knowing that we, have, we will move at some point was enough. Maybe may not be happening at that point when we were in US, but we still wanted to invest so that if it was a plan that we would not go through, at least we'll have some kind of investment made, which we can always pull back, right? That was the idea. So the schools were ready that we went to research and we started looking out for our jobs. Now, well, you know, my wife used to work for a you know multinational, international company, so it was easy for her to transition, uh, transfer of job. For me, it was more like you know I need to find something which will keep me happy at the same time, you know, because I was not in a multinational company. So there I started working with some people that at my work who had connections in India. That's how I actually got placed into one of the, uh, got opportunity to, you know, start something in India myself, right? Or, or actually part of that company, which uh, then changed a lot. But the idea was to find something in US and work with that in India because you don't have a big cultural change or come in and start looking for jobs all the time. So that those were the decisions we made. And I think to be honest, we were like a couple of things were really clear clarified like wealth and the school situation and all of that, you know, generally the mindset was also changed. We made sure that our mindset was done, set that we are going, don't think about all these things. You know, you will have a lot of these news come in. Suddenly, some you know, so many, yeah. so so much crazy news that when you're in US, that you notice that oh, in India this has happened. In India, somebody was lynched. In India, somebody, you know, somebody was thrown acid on them. You know, things like that. These are definitely happening. But we, when you are in US, you get scared of this, and you question like, are we do we really want to move back to a country like this? That way, it's obviously not like that everywhere, right? It's not a wild wild west situation. Yeah. So it's more like okay, fine. So we 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 made ourselves mentally strong to make that decision first, mm -hmm. and then the last was the job employment, right? That was around 2019 when we really started to uh, things have happened family-wise also that certain health things had to be considered uh, for for my you know uh, parents and in-laws and everybody that we had to move back for that reason. But also that was a year where people forgot some employment uh, uh, confirmations. That, okay, this is what it is. You can go back now. And then that's when we killed the plug. Uh, and then we were like, in six months, we made the decision of final league. But by then, we were already prepared. In project. So the final decision was done in six months. Yeah. No, thanks for such a detailed uh, uh, explanation of all the things that went through in your planning, right? I think uh, the kids' education, the financial aspect, the career transition, and uh, preparing mentally, you know, to be ready with the move. Uh, so maybe uh, if you 
can, uh, maybe let's expand a little bit on this career transition. I think you mentioned uh, your wife Shilpa is uh, taking a transfer position within that MNC from a US to India. Uh, uh, if so, like, you know, how does that work? And then the other one is maybe you can talk about your side of thing, which you kind of touched a little bit about, uh, you know, working with, uh, you know, some of your colleagues and then trying to uh, evaluate maintaining the same work culture, like doing something in US, but from India. So maybe you can uh, talk through some of those uh, specific details. Sure, sure. The MNC transfer, uh, in most companies, if you're in a consulting MNC, it's usually straightforward. Right, because there's always need for, especially I would say U.S. experienced folks to come back and work in uh, countries like India or anywhere else, which is not U.S. right? Because there is that demand, and they bring in a lot of experience and exposure that they got in U.S. into a local uh, division. So there is, I think, usually it's a no-brainer when you ask for this because they still want to keep that talent. But obviously, they're getting a benefit out of them going back to India because they're going to bring all that, uh, you know, experience with them. But also, there's a challenge once you move in. Like, it's a different culture altogether. The politics of the company, how it is running, the the attitude of people. It's a completely different world, right? Uh, it's a different conversation after you move, whether you will be able to adjust to it or not, right? But, that, but at least uh, somebody who's looking to transfer and if they're part of MNC, I feel like that's a very straightforward decision to make if they really are looking at that something that they need to make sure is is the negotiation part of it they make sure that they get a good position uh they get a good package and all of that has to happen uh and and ensure that they are able to dictate certain aspect of their work life balance terms so that is one aspect i would say when when mnc transfer is happening for me i was able to just get become a uh from where i was in a company where i was the a VP of engineering, it was very straightforward for me in a sense, as I spoke to them, there was a need for my talent in that company. So it just came out and I started my own uh, company here and by and contracting to that agency because that that company actually, through my agency. And I started you know, scaling up my company, taking on more such similar domain products across, across various clients. So that that helped me to still maintain a culture that I'm used to because I'm still working with the same people, but also build a team here whom I'm grooming along the way, how to think globally, how to think, you know, uh, different than how you're typically used to uh, when it comes to, you know, work, your work ethic, you know, uh, your presentation, your communication, a lot of these things, I'm able to you not know, make those calls and, and help people my company. So that helped me a lot. Uh, but I've seen people who have moved back and joined different organizations here, not able to fit in because of a lot of culture difference, right? How you work and the focus of your work. There's a lot of different kinds of mentality at, even at work that, you know, I come across sometimes, you know, there's a thing to really stitch together or something and just throw it out and then say it's done, right? You know, it's not really stable. There's not a lot of thought into the quality of the product that you're building. There's always this last minute uh, procrastination. There's a lot of procrastination that everything gets done at the last minute. So a lot of those things happen. I've seen that and I feel like it's, that's a cultural problem we have across the board uh, and especially when you come back to India. So um, yeah, that's why it's very important You, if you want to keep your mental peace and coming back to India, you having the right job and right employer is very important. 
uh, yeah. I would say people who are coming back to India, figure out a way if you can have a job that is still in US, but able to work in India, because that will give you, because you're already moving into a place with a lot of different things happening around you, especially if you're like me, who has not earned ever here in India before you left leaving the country. You're very new to the way things operate. Never had a house, never ran a house, never managed maids, you know, never, you know, never, never de dealt with the teachers or the schools or all the crowd here in general. If you have such kind of a problem, then you would want to minimize the amount of unknown factors, right? You want to make sure that you're still able to work in a, at least your work, which is taking the majority of the day, is still able to run in the same way that you've been running before while you figure out these other aspects around yeah. you, right? If you have your work also a challenge, then you will start not enjoying the move back because um, uh, you will start feeling like, you know, made a bad decision because you have so many different things happening and, and, and your job also sucks, right? So you have to figure out that aspect that way. Yeah. Thanks, Sham. So just a curious, um, while you are planning this transition, have you applied for any positions or you always had this idea that, uh, you know, you have this flexibility with your current company where you could transition, you know, which worked out well, right? I think, you know, you're able to, uh, you know, work yeah. with the same team from India and able to do that. But have you applied or uh, any insights that you can provide uh, on that? Absolutely. I have never, uh, I applied for a lot of jobs. I did. I've never, I've never thought that I would get a position that I am in right now uh, when I uh, when I was leaving, right? So I did apply for a few positions. I did follow up with a few known connections that I had in US who were who had offices in India. So I was trying to see if there is a way that I can be contributing to their, you know, their business in India. Uh, so I have reached out a few folks, right? Uh, general applications, what I found, like through this monster or dice where you get these job opportunities or Indeed or LinkedIn, especially when Indian companies uh, do put in posts, I've never felt that, um, uh, I never got any responses from them. I don't know why. Uh, although I felt like my positioning of myself was pretty good in terms of leadership, but uh, I always felt like the leadership positions in India, if you're applying for some, uh, are gone through connections. Like usually it's sort of wrong namesake that you have a position on there, on the, on the, on the advertisement, but I feel like always felt spilled by internal recommendations or connections, right? It's not easy to get to application to a, especially if you're looking for a leadership role, right? Uh, because, uh, but if it's anything else, like, you know, you're more about, you know, mid-management level or more engineering level, I feel like you have a lot of opportunities to get to. Uh, so maybe that's why I never got any callbacks from yeah. the places where I applied for. Uh, and then, but there were other conversations where in the past history, I, you know, uh, crossed paths with these people who have businesses here, they were more willing to, you know, uh, offer me positions and all of that. So they were, uh, they were, there was one of them which was lined up and they were very happy with, I was very happy with that as well. It's just that um, as I was leaving and then the, the current company where I was working more extended the offer, I felt like, you know, that is probably an easier transition initially and then to a goal where I want to achieve, which is I want to start my own uh, uh, product company uh, in India, right? So 
um, that worked out well. At the same time, I was also part of a startup in US, right? So that also helped because that at that time it was very at an initial stages. We were not sure where this was going, but as we came, as I came back, I was still part of that startup, uh, uh, and then continue to be. Now I'm more part. I'm more complete, incomplete with that uh, startup where uh, I'm the CTO and I'm, I'm, my fleet focuses on it. So I have my team here in India, so I work with them. So that is my current focus. Uh, but when I moved back, I made sure I did these steps, especially yeah. to make sure that I landing in the place where I landed was pure luck. Uh, but I had to do some effort before reaching out to these places and, and to get a, get a position, you know, confirmed. And then later things fell in place properly. Yeah. I mean, uh, as you said, uh, thanks for sharing again uh, such a specific details. Like I think you did try and apply. As you mentioned, it could be especially for the senior yeah. roles. It's more through referrals or whom you know. And it's always through connections, right? And uh, sometimes it just things fall in place once you make a decision. And, you know, everything varies. But uh, the key thing is for the career transition, I think uh, especially for the senior roles, it's the connections that you made and uh, that makes an impact in terms of the transition. So let's switch the gears a little bit. Uh, so it's been maybe getting close to four years since you moved to India. So how has the life been in India? And, uh, you know, coming from a person who was thinking that, you know, you're living the American dream for almost like for the first uh, 10 to 12 years, you know, that's what you want to do. And then you kind of switched. We are not to have the mechanical life, but uh, curious, I think, you know, how the family has been adjusted how, uh, you know, your uh, flexibility, the social life, and uh, maybe some aspects of anything that you wanted to uh, highlight. Yeah, I think moving back, obviously, initially, initial days was a lot of excitement, right? You know, uh, I wasn't missing any of uh, America, to be honest. Like, I cannot, was, it was not even a single day. The first few months that I thought about, okay, wow, I, I missed this particular thing heavily or a lot, right? Uh, it, it felt like I came back to where I was always, you know, and then it felt like I just left yesterday from India. <laughs> so yeah. I continued my life here today, right? So I was not missing much, uh, but obviously there was a lot of excitement that covered for a lot of other inefficiencies that are happening around you initially. And later on, you start feeling some aspect, feeling the heat around and you start interacting with people especially in our country where, you know, discipline is lacking, punctuality is lacking, you know, you you expect certain things to be done in a certain way, uh, you know, when it comes to your kids, for example, you know, there's a, as an example, I could say you have, you rely on a lot of nannies or, or in US, right, you know, you and usually these nannies are, may not be like their masters or PhDs, but at least are in line with how you want to grow kids, right, in terms of you know, the discipline aspect, the language, the speak, and, you know, the, the nuances around, you know, making sure you say please, making sure you say thank you, right, all of that stuff. Now you come here, right, you suddenly have no nannies at all, right, you have all they call as maids, right, you suddenly, and your kids, a lot of, see a lot of kids taken by maids, you know, that whole thing changes, right, your kids start to behave very differently. Suddenly there are no more pleasers. Suddenly there are no more thank yous. You know, you can start feeling it. Okay, I miss, now you feel like, oh shit, I miss that country because these things I was taking for granted. It's not there hearing, right? Suddenly you will come, have somebody come and fix some of the things in your house, right? And suddenly two days later it's broken again. You know, um, things like that 
you know, because they do a lot of Jugaad stuff, uh, you know, makeshift solutions, right? But not something that well thought through. So, so you will start missing that kind of a finishing work. Um, so over time, you will start missing those aspects. But I did not miss especially like, oh, you know, uh, the lifestyle or, or, or you know, the friends and, and in general or, or you don't miss that aspect that much, right? Because um, I think the lifestyle here is probably more fluid and more organic. Then, uh, and also actually one of the big key factors for us to actually settle down faster, I think, is also the kind of friends we made immediately after we came back, right? So it, it, it's again pure luck. I would recommend people who are moving back to find this, make sure that you find that group really fast. Don't just go and make friends with whoever you want because you need to find people who, who sit with you, who can match your mindset a little bit, especially living in US. That kind of mindset is very hard to get. But there were people who came back from US in, in our community. Uh, luckily, we had connections with them a long time ago. And then there were other people that we met, uh, luckily through them. And that was a good group that we started off immediately three months after we moved in, right? And then that's still the same group that we continue with, right? That that felt, that was really good that you got into a good bubble right away because as that took away some aspects of fun activities that you do, dependencies with your friends, you know, lifestyle stuff, all of that stuff, you know, that became very organic. You go meet and, you know, have a, have a tea, you know, random time, you know, there is no weekend planning to just do everything on the weekend, you know, randomly we meet on weekends and weekdays and go for lunches together. So things that like that have 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 not made me miss America in those aspects. Yeah. Where I miss that country a lot is in general the 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 infrastructure side of the things or in general mostly people's attitude mm -hmm. towards work. Right. That is where I, I miss that country. But other than that, I feel like, you know, um uh, other services and stuff, I think we're, we're pretty good. I mean, uh, but again, it all depends on that bubble that you form. I've seen a lot of people come back and did not like it at all and move back immediately, you know, in a year or two. That is because they came back and met people that they could not gel because I see a lot of such people. But I mean, you have to make a choice, conscious choice to say, I want to keep away from those people, right? Because they probably are not the people that you want to gel because they don't probably match for various reasons, uh, whether it could be their beliefs, whether it could be the way they treat other people or anything, right? You can make a choice and not make your life more pressured with that kind of acquaintances in your life. So you probably want to make sure that you find the right set of people to know and live here with. Yeah. Maybe one thing that I want to add on to what you said, I think especially regarding the social bubble, um, uh, people need to uh, understand that there are a lot of uh, folks who have written from abroad. So, you know, there is a lot of pool of people that they can, uh, you know, uh, be friends with in terms of like, you know, the like-minded people. So it's not like it's a very limited pool and uh, which makes it hard yeah. to find the like-minded people. So I just wanted to stress to the point that Sham has mentioned, uh, you know, having that kind of a social group would definitely help uh, in terms of getting settled easily, having your social life, especially if you have been living outside for, you know, more than a decade, uh, you don't have that network, right? You might have the network of your, uh, you know, school buddies, college buddies, but, you know, the mindset, the thought process or whatever you want. I mean, I think, you know, having that like-minded people would definitely help to have that social, personal life. Um, so, absolutely. 
Yeah, go ahead, Sean. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what it says. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, is there anything that we haven't covered uh, that you wanted to uh, tell the audience uh, who are thinking about moving back to India? Yeah. Um, I think there are a few things that I think a lot of people probably also worry about healthcare in India, right? When they come back from US, one of the things that is very seamless that we take a lot for granted in US is healthcare, right? I mean, it's amazing how healthcare is in US. Like you know, you you insurance pays for majority of the stuff. You talk about an appointment, you walk into a hospital, everything is you know done through a standard procedure and everything. So that is one big change you'll also see here, which is it's not easy. Um, that aspect, right? Not from the payment or money standpoint, because that's always it's it's very subjective and objective in that sense. But uh, when it comes to finding the right doctors and all of that stuff, that's also something because I feel like the care here is not very standardized like in US. Care here is still dependent on the doctor that you're seeing. Like in the same hospital, you could get completely different types of things, Yeshoda or whatever company you go to Apollo. There will hear stories of amazing treatments. You will hear stories of very bad treatments. But that is because of the standardization of care, but rather because the doctor you're seeing matters, right? So because they are the standard. So one thing that you want to understand is when you come back, you need to also form a network. It's very important to form a network of these, these things, like the healthcare network. Then you have your shopping network. Then you have your education, college, you know, whatever kids network. Everything is all about creating a quick bubble for yourself so that you know where to go uh, and you know that you want to go there because there is somebody else who has been there and has a good experience that's why you want to go there because it's not like you can walk into a hospital and you know you get the best treatment that is not possible. You have to know somebody. Unfortunately, that is the state of affairs right now, but it's not like the end of the world. It's just that, that is, there is an effort involved. Is it worth it for coming back? You know, that is again subjective. What what are your actual goals for coming back? But these are definitely manageable, to be honest. It's just, it's extra piece of processing in your mind that you have to always do where you could probably blindly follow in US. But here, you need to be doing some homework in each aspect uh, because that is the cost of moving back now where you probably get other benefits uh, which you would not get in US, uh, which is your organic life, you know, which is your, your time to and organically meeting the people whenever you want, you know, time to do things that you probably were passionate when you were in India a long time ago, you know, you know, we are involved with some, you know, activities. Sometimes as a group, we go to, you know, orphanages, we do some stuff, you know, we, we donate and it feels good when you're in the in your same country. You have these benefits that you can yeah. accomplish, but that comes at a cost. The cost is, you know, you probably have to spend more time in doing this, right? And in researching and making that network, building that you know bubble, that takes effort, and that takes effort to not only create but also to maintain. So that is some that is a cost of it, right? The benefits are again the cost is that, but benefits are subject to what you are coming for. Uh, for us, I think it works out well. But again, the uh, people who are in the immigration situation, right, have been there for a long time and not getting any where in terms of green card and there you pile up good experience and, and there is always a lot of market opportunity here to grow and start your own product. There is a lot of scope for that if you're willing to do it, right? Uh, 
or rather struggling in that country trying to get one immigration document, which is like always seems that it's close by, but never close by. So, you know, uh, you have opportunity here to know because you're not tied by any immigration. This is your own country. You can set up whatever you want to set up and do whatever you want to do. So there is that aspect as well. So there are so, some of these benefits which are unparalleled uh, for your, uh, compared to your stay in U.S., but it all comes at a certain cost, which you should be okay to take. And it's very subjective. I know some people struggle a lot because because they can't take the the attitude of people here, even for a little bit, like how bad they are in terms of their finishing work or how bad they are in terms of their communication. That happens every day. I feel like India is like a pressure cooker situation. When you go on a car traffic, I feel like everybody is under pressure right now. They're going to blow up one day, <laughs> right? Because it's, you have to deal with so much things. You're driving and suddenly nobody drives around you normally. So you're on a phone call doing something. You suddenly have to deal with this stuff. So all of this happens, right? It's always pressure on people. So they can't calm. So, but yeah, that's the, but beauty in it. There is beauty in it as well. So that's, that's what I would like to say uh, on the top of it. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Sham. Uh, so, Let's uh, move on to our uh, final segment of the show, which is the rapid score. Yeah. Uh, the first question is the surprise thing after returning to India. Uh, surprise thing after India is, is I did not miss uh, US at all. I was like, like how come is this possible? But yeah, for me, for the longest time, I felt like when I would go to India, I might miss this US a lot. Because I used to, I'm a foodie, I used to enjoy a lot of my, you know, meat in your beds, you know, my restaurants and then the lifestyle and all of that. I felt like that would be one thing that I really, really miss. But when I came back, I it's like gone out of my, my mind. I didn't even think about any of that stuff. That was very surprising because I felt like 16 years of my life or 17 years of my life in US should amount to at least one day of missing it. It did not. It's just what is very surprising. Maybe you're just so inactable. Yeah. So, what's your favorite yeah. uh, travel destination in India? Goa, yeah, definitely Goa, because it's one of those places I would say is easy to get to from any single cities. Connectivity is great, and you get a mix of everything you want, you know, with kids and without kids, and and yeah, it's just I I I'm yet to explore other places, but Goa is definitely the place you would want to go to. Um, and then there is, I think, south side, you can go to Kurg or Vayanar. Places like that are beautiful, but Goa is this place. Yeah. Cool. And what's your favorite Indian dish or a restaurant? Uh, right now, I think the restaurant is, I would say, Sanctuary. Uh, dishes are, you know, uh, they keep, I would change it week to week, actually, to be honest. So uh, that's one thing that, you know, in India is, is, is your food is, you have so much of it. <laughs> so uh, you have so much option and choice of it. But I do miss certain amount of food, certain kind of food from US that is not there here. But uh, but I mean, it's okay. I'm never a foodie that to that extent, uh, That in, especially Indian food. So because I get a lot of Indian food here, I'm not really that okay, I'm okay about it. But yeah, I like Sanctuary. It's my favorite restaurant uh, in the city now. But again, it changes month to month. Yeah. And uh, the last one is a favorite part of living in India. Organic life. I feel like, you know, I just go out even now. I mean, this is happening on a weekday, right? I mean, this doesn't happen in US to set up something like this, right? 
I have a lot of time in terms of, I mean, it's the same amount of 24 hours, but I just feel like somehow you feel like there's time to do a lot of stuff here, right? You go down and you suddenly bump into your friends that you walk with, you talk to in the morning, I make a decision to play cricket or not. You know, things are not very rigid. They are very fluid here. Things, uh, you can make them happen and they happen to you. So I like that organic nature of it. So, uh, which is very much what I did not like in US towards the end where it was getting very mechanical. So, yeah, that's what I would, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Okay, great. So, thank you very much, Sham, uh, for your time and uh, sharing your story, uh, especially like, uh, you know, the details of your planning, the career transition and how you, your life has been in India after living here for almost close to four years and uh, really appreciate your time and uh, thanks again for uh, being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for taking time. And, and this, been a, uh, this was amazing because I wish I had something like this when I was making a decision to read uh, I know all this done to people. But yeah, this is really helpful. Uh, I'm glad this can help somebody else. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Thanks, Sham. Thank you.